Do you have a drawer full of wraps for your knee, ankle, or other body part? I know I do, so I wanted to hear how pickleball player Turbo Darcy was able to toss those things in the trash and be pain-free on the court. So, let's get to the intro to hear from Turbo. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I would like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, Turbo Darcy. How are you doing today, Turbo? Doing fine. Doing fine. It's great that you're on the show, and I'm so glad we were able to connect a week or so ago. We'll get into some more of those details, but first, I do like to start with your journey in terms of pickleball, how you got started in the game, and how long ago that was. Well, it was about seven years ago. Just a friend introduced me to it, and uh, it just took off like wildfire, and just been learning it's a long progress us mere mortals takes a lot of practice to get good so that's pretty much just trying to be good and enjoying it with the people now you played quite a bit longer than i have at this point seven years for me it seems like a long time for me tell me a little bit about your progress in that journey well it just was mostly outdoor playing the recreational at the local courts. Eventually, about three years ago, I went on the look for an indoor facility to have an indoor private court of my own. So that's really been the, the fun part of this lately has been having people come to play at my court. We call it Viper Court. It's in Stewart. And uh, it's just amazing the energy when you have a private court, a bunch of your good friends just having a good time in a nice space like that. So uh, I think I'm kind of fortunate to be able to do that. But a new unit had come up that was being built, one unit of a 20-unit warehouse unit. I don't think you knew about that, but we want to have you come down sometime and play. I would love to. And I know you are making many people listening on the podcast to know that you have a private court inside and that's especially important because like you said you're in stewart florida at least that's where your court is and uh, of course it can get pretty hot down there i mean what size of a building other people might be really interested in doing this what size of a warehouse is it well i knew that the minimum would be like a 30 by 60 would be like the minimum space to have an indoor court and this one turned out to be 35 by 60 so and it was the walls were going up when we first saw it. The building was being built with this tilt wall construction. These walls were formed on the floor. They tilt them up. They go around. So it was in that process when I saw it. And it was just like this vision. It was like a dream. And at that point, I kind of realized that this was going to happen. And it's just been, we played a lot of indoor tennis not a lot, but up in Connecticut when I was younger, before I kind of moved to Florida in the 80s. And it was kind of special to be able to play indoors. And I knew it was going to be a very special thing to have an indoor pickleball court. And it's just turned out to be uh, amazing. Just an amazing experience. 
And then if you're thinking about three years ago, was that pretty much at the start of COVID when you went through and got the warehouse or was it just prior it, to it? It was right the end of 2019. We had knocked down an old house we had. We built a new house. We had the new pickleball court and we had the Publix. So that was our routine where Kim and I, we just rotated between the house and the pickleball court and Publix. And it was really like COVID wasn't really happening for us, except there wasn't a lot of our friends there. But so that was pretty much the timing. Now, the court is about three minutes from the house and Publix is right down the street. So it's almost like having it right there at our house. It's so close. If somebody else is kind of thinking about setting up their own indoor court and kind of that warehouse type building, what would you suggest to them? I mean, did it take a lot to get things ready inside? What did you actually do to the inside to to make it pickleball ready? Well, there was a concrete floor. So I just found a local person that did mostly tennis courts because I don't think he was doing a lot of pickleboards, pickleball courts at the time. So you just need to get somebody to lay down the floor. The concrete needed to be sealed with an epoxy sealer because you don't want moisture coming up. It would lift the coating for the court. So just sealing it with an epoxy and beautiful. We went with a blue and gray, like charcoal colored wall. So there's very good contrast in the background. And it's really turned out to be like what they call a man cave where I'm just putting all my stuff from all my interests up on the walls. So it's really come along pretty nicely. It was just things happened. It was there. I didn't expect to find anything, or I didn't know what I was going to find when I went out looking with a realtor. And it just took a day. It was that day. There it was. Oh, nice. I actually did see some video of you playing at the courts. Actually, I think it was one with Gordon who connected us. So it sounds, looks like you guys have a lot of fun out there. Oh, with Gordon was, that was a good time. Him and his brother and a friend. And we, you could see the enjoyment and the fun we were having. It's not about winning. and It's not about winning. It's just about having a good time. Pickleball. But you can't get down on yourself because when you see the pros miss the same shot you missed that you were getting upset about, you got to learn, right? You just got to let it go and just enjoy yourself. In terms of your pickleball game over the last seven years, when we talked briefly before, I believe that you were having some issues in relationship. I can't remember. Was it your knee? Well, I've had uh, issues with my back and my knee for a long time. The back's probably 30 years, but the pickleball. For people that get into pickleball, a lot of people haven't done much athletic stuff. So if you've got some posture or deficiencies in your muscles, in your body, you're going to find out about it pretty quickly when you start playing pickleball. And mine was the same experience for myself. Pain is an indicator. It tells you when there's something you need to do or something's happening. Pain is an indicator. And the issues I had gone back far enough that I kind of knew through x-rays with my knee issue that the bones weren't really parallel. 
and weren't in alignment, but it, it didn't mean nothing to me back in the 80s when I had that x-ray. And even with my back, I saw the x-rays of my back. I saw the vertebrae. They were compressed and they weren't in parallel. They were out of alignment. It wasn't just until like 2016, 17, I was playing pickleball in Stewart, and one of the local guys had told me about an acupuncture guy. I've tried everything, not everything for the knee, but for the back. I'd done a lot of stuff, and it would come and go. And this pickleball guy told me about an acupuncture guy, and that led me to this Agassiz method, which is really, I'm at like 95% and feel great. So I just feel like I need to get this out to people for an option for people to try to get work through some of these issues they have. Well, what exactly is the Egascu method? Well, it basically they call it E sizes. Pete Egascu, they said exercise, they call it an E size. It's just a specialized method for getting your posture deficiencies corrected. I would say it's the closest thing that it's like yoga, but they're very specific through the Egascu method when they you can test the method. That's what I had done. What I would suggest for people is to kind of do go through the routine that I did with the book, try the exercises. If somebody has issues with pain, they really need to have x-rays, right? A lot of people don't do nothing. They just Most people just let it go. They don't really be proactive about it. But they're getting x-rays to see if you have some misalignments. The muscles basically tell the bones where to go. So if your back is out of alignment, the muscles are out of whack. So this method really focuses on getting exercises or e-sizes to get your body back in its functional position that it's supposed to be in. You mentioned the book. What's the name of the book? And what were some of the key sections for you as you went through it? Well, the original book was written in 1997, the first book. They're both called Pain-Free. And that back then, the new book is out now. It's called Pain-Free. I the original book, I think, just because I've read both of them. Plus, I've read three or four other books from Peter Gaskew that are just, uh, the information is just so in different than most people's information about health. So he's got another thing that's very good. If you look up pain-free radio, he had a syndicated radio show for about two or three years back in like 2005. Did you run across that during your research on this, the pain-free radio? No, no actually, I, I didn't see that, but that's really good to know. Uh-huh. So he would, people would call in and they would, he would talk them through their issues right there on the phone and the people would get relief just from him put positioning their toes. Your hips are like your foundation of your body. And what he says is that if you hurt in your elbow, the problem's not the elbow, it's either your shoulders. It's somewhere, it's not where you feel the pain. So 
the hips are a lot of your foundation of your body. If your hips are off, your knees could hurt, or your back can hurt. If your shoulders are another main part of the body, if the shoulders are out of whack, your neck will hurt, it'll affect your backs. So usually where the pain is not the problem, if you talk to Pete Agascio. And the other thing is he says a lot of his people that come in that have problems are dehydrated. The muscles have a lot of water, so a de- dehydration would cause you know, issues with your muscles also. When it comes to the dehydration, is it as simple as just drinking more water? Well, I think the vitamins and the minerals, are not, you can overhydrate and go beyond. But the minerals, I think, are just as important as the water. Some of these new products like Element, which is one that we've been using. The jigsaw is good, but I think it has too much sugar. And I think this Element is another one that isn't as sweet. And uh, so we use, we've been using that. And we're pretty happy with that one. You had mentioned that you had really been in, in pain with your back and then maybe more recently with your knee for many years before you ever started playing pickleball. So once you did start playing pickleball, did it get worse? What happened? Well, overnight, my back felt about 80% better from the, these books are like a good way to learn about it and to test the method. If you get to that point and you, it starts making sense, then I would go to an office or do like do a virtual session with one of the offices. I was lucky that Peter Goski is from Florida, about 20 minutes from where I live. I had actually met him one day in the office. So I went right down to the office. So reading the book, it talked about the posture and my x-rays. I kind of thought I was on something. But looking back, it wasn't quite so clear until I really tried the exercises and I felt the relief. And that radio show is the same thing. People just tweak their body, get move their toes in, do this, squeeze a pillow here, and it just starts releasing the muscles. So, yeah, it was a slow progress, but I knew I was on to the solution. It all made sense that the Sagaski method was what my problem was. Too many people have a knee replacement when their bodies really can heal itself as long as you give it what it needs. The body's very smart and powerful. So it's the first thing you need to do is find out if you got bone misalignments and then learn about this method and test it and see if it's what you think it's a solution for yourself. And were you on the verge of feeling like you needed a knee replacement? I mean, because that's a really invasive surgery with a long recovery. Well, the my back, I'd come home from vacations and I looked like I was just hunched over. The muscles were so tightened up. But the thing with the knee was it happened three times. Just out of the clear blue sky, I would just be like walking and the pain would hit my knee and I'd be on crutches for like two or three days. And after the second or third time, it was like I was so like it was like I was handicapped. I'd have to put crutches everywhere I go because this the pain could it was just it was terrible. So, no, I was like, I could see where I, if I hadn't known what I was found out, I, my only solution would have been to get an operation because what else could I think of? 
You don't want to cut open your body unless you really have to. I mean, that's like a last resort. Too many people just say, hey, I mean, look at grandma. Grandma never did nothing and she had a, a hip replaced. Well, it wasn't because she overdid it because of exercise. I mean, from playing sports, grandma just didn't really do nothing and she needed a hip replacement. So people think they wear out these joints because they overdid it. But I think there's more to it, just the misalignments and stuff like that. The book does sound very interesting. And can you give people a little bit more flavor of some of the exercises that really helped you and how you would do them? Maybe just give one example. Well, back when I did this, this was like, quite a few years ago so youtube really wasn't i don't know what time youtube started but now you go on youtube if you put in a guy lower back problems the static back the air bend the all the exercises are there but i wouldn't recommend somebody use that to kind of try to cure themselves because you need to go to the office to specialize for you but youtube you can see a lot of those exercises on youtube a lot of them are static just holding a position. A lot of times you'd be laying on your back and you'd feel like the arch in your back arching up because you'd be laying flat on your back. And then eventually that releases and the back flattens out. And that's the tension in the back holding that arch and finally getting the release, that muscular release. So YouTube is a good place to see a lot of this stuff. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube. So it sounds like you kind of recommend having people educate themselves about the method through the book or through the YouTube videos. But really, the key thing is once they think, hey, this might be something that works for me, is to go into an office and have somebody who's educated in the method help you with it. Now, do they have like offices all over the country? Well, they're really far and few between. There's one in Westchester. I've been to the Westchester, New York one. So if you were interested, I would say it's always better the first time to see people ask a lot of questions and see the other people in there getting work done. Also, I think Nadal, the tennis player, had gone to the Westchester office because I had asked many famous athletes and they said Nadal had been in. But a lot of athletes... Peter Goscu, when he first started, he was in Florida and was a famous golfer, could have been Jack Nicholas or somebody else that was down there. He was a young kid and his back was killing him. He couldn't golf and Pete put him on the floor right there on the deck, had him do the exercises and he was out playing golf that afternoon. These are some of the stories that he writes in his books. It's very it's just like people call it a miracle. And if you look on YouTube, when you look at comments, maybe it's static back and you look at the comments that people make and they're never, rarely ever a negative comment made by somebody that are doing these exercises. They're so effective. Now, how often do you do them yourself now that you've been doing them for many years at this point? Well, if I stop doing them for a week, I will pay the price usually. And usually when I get a new menu, like I'll go like every three months, I'll go in for a new set of exercises. And usually that new set 
will kind of challenge my back and I'll feel a little bit of working through the new set of exercises. Your body kind of gets used to a certain program. So you want to change it up. And even if, let's say, I had a shoulder little issue, I had a shoulder impingement. So when I went for my exercises, I said, hey, I got to look, figure out what it was on YouTube. Was it a tear or was it just an impingement? An impingement is nothing serious. So they gave me exercises for my shoulder on top of the back, and the other ones. And these exercises they give you are like, they're so unique because they find specific muscles. They figure out exercises that are for certain deficiencies in muscles. One thing I can tell you, in the body, each joint, like your knee is a hinging joint. It's just designed to hinge. The, they alternate between hinging joints and rotating joints through your body. You'll, so your knee hinges, your hip rotates, and the joint below the knee rotates. So when the joints that are rotating kind of get locked up, the joint that's a hinging joint starts rotating to compensate for the rotating joint that's having issues. So can, you can imagine how bad that would be for your knee once it starts rotating in there. Not supposed to do that. So shoulders getting locked up are not good. Pete talks about this in the books, his, the ways he's learned about the body. It's very interesting to hear him talk about things. And that rotating and hinging joint concept is pretty interesting. That's actually very interesting because I've definitely had knee and ankle problems for a long time, actually. Ankle problems since I was a young child in elementary school and knee problems, I think, once I hit 50. So I I have to admit, I am going to take a further look at the book, Pain-Free. And uh, like you said, I may try the original since that's what you recommend. Anything else Mm -hmm. that we should know about the Egoscu? method well i would say just in life education is such an important thing if you're not learning your your body your mind and your life is there's always something you need to learn about i mean this is just a small thing you need to kind of keep your body and your mind active so if people have issues they just need to look in it's just another option i think the negative thing is most people don't do much about their issues. They let them go on and on. They just non, they're not proactive to do something about, especially when their body's telling them. So get out there, get educated. There's nothing. Another thing that Peter Goskew says, he's there. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. I mean, that says the whole, not the whole thing, but that's, what people have to realize, if you have pain issues and you're not doing anything about it, hey, it's only going to get worse. And you may get to the point where you need something seriously done. Once I got this Agoscu thing going and I was feeling better, I realized how many foam, the back wrap, the knee wraps, the thigh wrap, or the ankle wraps, the wrist wraps, all those foams. I had a drawer and I had the plantar fasciitis too. So I had the Strasburg sock in there 
plus the boot. I had a whole drawer full of these things and it felt so good to throw them away. Using those things is really, Peter Goscue says, they don't help you at all because they're stopping your motion. Your body needs motion. So these wraps are really counterproductive to what your body needs. It's, so. Well, all right. It was, I'm hoping that this is really motivating for other people because it is for me. And I certainly would like an alternative to my knee brace, certainly. But Turbo Darcy, I thank you so much for coming on and sharing. And I'm so glad we connected because even like from a personal viewpoint, my viewpoint, I'm like, I will probably be ordering that book this weekend. So thank you so much for coming on the Pickleball Fire podcast. Well, thank you very much. And I wish everybody a lot of luck with their health and trying to gain to be pain-free. And listen to that radio show, Pain-Free Radio. Google that. Uh, That was uh, in my mind looking back when I was hearing those people. He even did a truck driver. The guy's in it. Guy says, we're right. I'm driving my truck. Oh, uh, we can do this. And he worked on this guy while he was driving his semi truck down the highway. And this guy, well, I remember that once very clearly. So listen to pain free radio. And I wish everybody a lot of luck with their health and happy pickleball playing and injury free. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.